How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Okay, how we doing today? Thank you, and thank you for tuning in. Today is a special day for a couple of reasons. For one, it's my second podcast. This is podcast number two. And also, I have a very special guest because our, the topic for today is why should we put God first? Now, it's a sensitive topic, of course, because anytime you talk about God and religion, it can get hostile. But that's not what we are doing today. So I'm going to ask you to bear with me throughout the podcast and just listen to what we're doing, because the subject of why should we put God first is really about trying to understand the importance of having some sense of of self before we look to other places or other things, if you will, to lend ourselves to before we are actually whole or in a good place or, as I usually say, emotionally fit. And with that said, I'd like to introduce my first guest to the show. He is an ordained seminary trained minister who is also a licensed clinical counselor with over 25 years of experience working as a mental health professional. He has been featured on several reality shows, which include Married to Medicine and, and Housewives of the Potomac. He works personally and professionally on the show with the various cast members. And his name is Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken, it's a pleasure to have you today, and thank you so much for being here. Would you like to say something to the audience? It's a, a pleasure and my honor to be here to share on such a sensitive and yet powerful topic. Okay, let's give it up for Dr. Ken. All right, so... This is how we're going to proceed today. And I want to say to my Christian brethren or all my listeners who may have any concerns, this topic is not about bashing God or religion. What I'm trying to do is is draw a distinction about what is important to 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 have about yourself as an individual from an emotional perspective and then to clarify 
your understanding of God. Now, I, I, I'm not here to come across, I'm not a religious expert. I, too, am a mental health professional. And, and in my work, I find that people tend to not see themselves as enough. And I want to point out that a lot of what we do, a lot of what we can do, it starts with us. And I believe, you know, it is, is my professional opinion that if you do the work, God helps those who help themselves. But sometimes that that the, the idea of God spills over into our lives in a way that that I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go out on them and say, I think we rely on God too much. So Dr. Ken today, who is a minister and also a licensed clinical professional, I think he can bring a perspective, you know, as as in his role that could bring some clarity to to the topic. So I'm going to present to Dr. Ken the question. Why should we put God first? What say you about that? One should put God first because everything begins with God. The very breath you have doesn't even come from you. God gave the breath to you. It comes from God. And when you see God as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, it kind of helps you to recognize and understand that God is in the midst of everything. God can carry you. God can lead you. God can direct you. God can help you and God can protect you. But without God, then you're an entity all by yourself. Okay. So with that said, as a licensed clinical professional, in the work you do, your work is to, to correct me if I'm wrong, but to empower, to enable people to become, say, more self-sufficient so that they can, uh, say, restore their resilience and deal, learn how to deal with the with the challenges, the emotional challenges of everyday life. And so, when you work with these professionals, do you work with them from a a God first, or do you deal with the principles that go into, say, mental health in order to help people, you know, stand up and and fly right? Uh, in my professional life, God is always in the midst of everything. And yet when I'm dealing directly with a person, I will focus really where that person is. You first want to help the person understand where they are at their point in life, help them to understand where they are with their emotional intelligence, with their cognitive development, their relationship skills. You want to start with that person first. Of course, to start with God first when you're dealing in a clinical, in a clinical setting could cause a person to really miss out on really exploring and discovering and owning who they might, who they are. And so I start with the person. Who are you? How are you feeling? The various things that are going on in your life, those goals that you might have for yourself, your relationship for your family, and what are those things that are impeding you from reaching those goals? What are those things or issues that are preventing you from exercising healthy communication? What are those things from your past that you'll continue to hold on to? And so... Uh, in a nutshell, yeah, I start with the person. Because if a person doesn't know themselves and they go to God, they can actually, it's kind of like a schizophrenic kind of, it can be a schizophrenic experience because you're going outside for first not really understanding who you are. Now, somebody might say, God will show you who you are. 
Yeah, now God can show you who you are, but if you don't know who you are, you won't even know that God just showed you who you are. Woo, I'll stop right there. Okay, I'm glad that you said that, that it is, because see, that is my position, that it starts with you, where you said, you mentioned that you have to first get to know yourself before you go after God, if you will. So getting to know yourself is is what my position is in this whole thing, that the connection to yourself is what is most important. So this idea of going to God for that, I, you know, I see that as um, confusing in the sense that how can I get to know myself if I feel that that I'm not a a good disciple of God if if I take credit for who I am for who I do like help help me well, understand unless unless you unless you get with some anointed uh, therapist some of them are featured on some of these reality shows if you know what I mean. Unless you get with somebody that is that powerful, I would say that it's very, very difficult for a person to really get to know who they are, to figure out their issues and their emotions. It's very hard unless you get with somebody that's really trained in that area and help you to guide through it. Like even for myself, like if I'm going through an issue, if I'm going through something in my life, uh, family, professional, whatever, I might sit with it, those issues and try to explore based on my, my feelings and my thoughts and uh my reflections about what's going on. However, my real transparency comes when I when I say to God, God, show me what I don't see. And oftentimes God will show me something about myself that I could not see by on my own. And then uh then I can as well ask God, so what is it that I'm supposed to do? And sometimes we can lean on to our own understanding the word of God says. Do and, not and, rely on your own understanding. But in all thy ways, what, sir? Since you know the Bible a little bit, go ahead. Bro, I'm going to leave. I'm going to throw that back to you. You finish, you finish that off. So, okay. So with that said, let me let me ask you this question where you said, you know, because, see, this is the, the issue. This is the question that I have. If uh, the, the, the topic today is why should we put God first? And Dr. Ken has... Uh, indicated that it's it's most important to put God first. But my question is, what do see? We, when we are born, we don't know about God, and for for many of us, we learn about God from our parents. You know, our, you know, if our parents are, are religious, whatever their religion is, we we learn about our religion from our parents. But just say an individual who, who whose parents are not necessarily active in the church or, you know, quote unquote religious. So now that individual, male or female, is a teenager. Then they become a young adult, and they they go through the normal ups and downs and trials and tribulations of life. Even the same as a person who supposedly knows God. So, what does what happens to a person if they don't put God first? Like how how does that make a difference in their life? And I and I'll use myself as an example. I came up in you know a Christian home, and I grew up in the church. Not you know regularly but i went to church enough but as a as a young adult 
you know, I went to high school, I went to college, I had my ups and downs in life and relationships, but I never saw myself um, necessarily putting God first, you know, and I don't mean that in a um, sinful way or, or anything to that extent. I'm just saying that I went to college, I you know, I finished graduate school. As a matter of fact, I earned two master's degrees. And when I look back at my life at this particular juncture, I would have to say that my life turned out to be more than than I bargained for. I've had a wonderful journey without the idea of thinking you're about putting God first. So what's like talk, speak to that, the whole idea, because see, somebody has to tell you about God. So when you say put God first, I'm, I'm not understanding how that adds up. It's clear that you definitely do not understand how all those things add up. And I'm here to help you, sir. Uh, like yourself, I grew up uh, in the Bronx. Well, I grew up in the Bronx. You grew up where, sir? In Harlem, USA. Harlem, yes, yes, yes. So as I was growing up in a two-family home and uh, loved and affirmed by my parents, even though uh, they went to church and I went with them as well, I kind of got caught up in my own self. So I really wasn't putting God first. So then I was able to, to graduate from high school and college and even grad school. But even th- through those experiences... I pretty much was running it. I, from my knowledge at least, was pretty much running running the boat. I wasn't putting God first, even though God was in my life. It was pretty much I thought that it was about my stuff and what I could do. And then after a series of of life, not say tragedies, but really bad experiences, what really put me in a whole different kind of mindset. When I realized that even though I had this intellect and I had all the other kind of attributes that. A uh, young professional might really strive and really want to have. There was something that was just missing. I got stuck with all the attributes, with all the education, with all the training. There I was, flat on my face, and I didn't know what to do. All right, can I, can I, up, I just, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I just want to stop you right there. I want you to speak to. You got stuck, with, like stuck. Got stuck with what? What does that mean when you say you got stuck? Stuck means, and this happens to. All of us at some point in our life, you'll go through an experience, the emotions that you are, the emotions that uh, that you experience can be so difficult and so uh, um, challenging that they might be difficult to manage. Uh, one might say it could be a season of depression, it could be a, a season of anxiety, but in my case in particular, to be more precise, my brother passed at a young age. Shortly after that, I was fired or, or forced to resign from this my first job, a uh, professional job. And so then I was not just not only was depressed from my brother, but also depressed from job and not really understanding where I can go. And I had gotten all these to this point by myself. So now I'm at a place where I, I realized with everything I had, all these attributes, there was something that was missing. And I actually didn't really want to be here anymore. So when you say there's something that was missing, like what was that? Was that a girlfriend? Was that a best friend? Like this thing that was missing, which I'm going to assume you're going to say is God. But but how do you know that, you know, maybe a new car or a, a new girlfriend or a new 
best friend. Uh, so, like what what was missing? And and talk about that. What was of missing? Course, and course. how did you know that? Like why was you feeling that something was missing? Of course, I tried all those different things, and you can try all those different things. And some people might even try drugs or alcohol is a remedy for whatever the, uh, the lapse or the emptiness inside. So, yeah, I tried all those things. But all those, but all those things, uh, after doing all those things, I still felt like I didn't have the energy to go on. And this has been a good childhood uh, um, upbringing would kick in. Because I remember my people telling me about praying. And then I prayed. And when I got down on my knees and I was like, God, I want to I, I be out of here. And I, I can't shoot myself. That's too much. I'm not going to stab myself in the pills where I'd be too long. So I just asked God to just take me. And God spoke to me. And God said to me, and I remember to this day, he says, I have something for you. This is where you, this is where you need to go. And when you get there, I got something for you. And after you get that, you can travel all over the world, and I'll always take care of you. And I said... In my humanness, I'm not moving to Washington, D.C. That old back then was mostly black people. I was trying to go to California. I had a girlfriend out there. But I, instead of doing what my dream was, was to move. I had already lived out there. was to move back to California. Instead of doing that, I put God first, and I moved to the last place in the world that I wanted to move to, which was Washington, D.C. And I did that because What? Because I put God first. Okay, I'm going to, we're going to stop right there to take a break. I have to let my sponsors get in on the show for a minute. But when we return, I want to talk to Dr. Ken about the discussion he had with God. Because that's one of the issues that I'd like to raise in, in this, you know, on this topic about either talking to God or can we speak to our own feelings. So, so when we return after the break, I'm going to ask Dr. Ken to talk about, you know, talking to God versus talking to yourself and how do you know that you are talking to God? So keep that in mind, Dr. Ken. And when we come back on the other side, we'll pick up with who we're talking to when we're talking to ourselves. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gartner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. 
Okay, welcome back. So we left off with the question because Dr. Kim, he raised a good point. And he said that he felt stuck. And so feeling stuck, he remembered one of the uh, main tenets or teaching in his life from his parents that, you know, about praying. And so to become unstuck, he prayed. But he also mentioned that he spoke to God. And so what I want Dr. Ken to do, what I'm asking him to do, is talk about that, that, you know, what is speaking to God and how do you know that you're talking to God as opposed to talking to yourself to inspire yourself? Would you please share the distinction with the audience? of Like, how do you know that you're talking to God as opposed to talking to yourself? When you know God, you know God, you know his voice. When you have that encounter with God and he speaks into your soul, you know, you know it's God. You'll be able then thereafter be able to distinguish is it God or is it my own voice? God often speaks in a, in a small, still voice. And it's an experience that resonates with you. And once you have it, then thereafter... It's always with you. So you just know, you know. How do you know when you're talking to yourself? That's, again, that's, it's the same kind of process. You know if, you, if you're listening to yourself after a while, you can tell it's, you can, you can feel the distinction. I guess the best thing I can tell to a person is you just have to try it. You know, you have to uh, spend some time with God and ask God to speak to you. Talk things over with God. And when you have, when you have an open ear to hear, you will hear God, and you know it's God, and it's not yourself. Okay, Doctor, can let me ask you this: Is it is it okay for an individual to speak to his or her own feelings in a way to say, um, you know, to to understand that they too can work through their own issues and challenges? Is that is the is the result different if if an individual speaks to his or her own feelings, like say if they're going through something, and I say to people often that we can take control of our thoughts. You know, we should be active participants in our thinking in order to control our thoughts because if we can control our thoughts, we can change the way we feel. And if we can change the way we feel, we can change the way we think. So my question to you is it, is it, Speaking to God versus an individual speaking to his or her own feelings, is there less of a benefit to that? Well, the, the word says uh, that David encouraged himself. So it is really important that you speak to yourself as well. That You speak to emotions like, uh, I am the head and not the tail. No, you will make it. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So you're speaking to yourself to let yourself know who you are. Uh uh, so a man thinking so he is. So it helps you to better understand yourself that way. But then you have to really look at what is your relationship? What is God really in your life? Is God a separate entity that tells you what to do and how to feel and where to go? Uh, or is God somebody that works with you in partnership? My theology informs me that we're in partnership with God. So it's not everything is not on the outside, it's on the inside. Now, when you first get started, like like that moment when I was talked about, uh, when I was stuck, that was like the birth of my 
my time with God. So in the beginning, God might just lead you. But as you grow in God, then God, you form a partnership with God. And so it's not just God speaking to you, you speaking to God. And then God, this is what happens to us after a while. God, it's just like as you're a parent. So after a while, you take the training wheels off the bike and you say, you know, uh, uh, son, it's time for you to ride on yourself. I don't have to ride with you all the way. You can ride by yourself. If you get in the jam, if you don't understand some, then you can come back to me. But I'm not going to ride with you every step. So God gives us, in other words, free will. There's been some times in my life I wanted to do something. I said, God, this is what I want. This is what I want. And I, and I, I went on and I, and I proceeded with it. And then when I got into a jam, I was able, God then came in and he stepped in and kind of told me what to do next. So you work, the key issue is, no, we're not dealing with a separate entity. We're not brainless, emotionless. Uh, we have, we're in a partner that God expects us to mature and to be at our best self, to be emotionally intelligent, to watch our communication style, problem solving skills, to seek, uh, to be goal-focused, goal God. So God puts that on us. But yet it's still, and yet it's still, we're in partnership with God. Dr. Ken, I have to say that you broke that down in a way that I could truly appreciate. And for that, let me check with the audience. What does the audience think about that analogy that Dr. Ken just shared? That 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 was spoken like a true man of God. Do you consider yourself a man of God? Yes. Okay, so the, the the idea that you mentioned that you see yourself as a partner with God, I think that is really that is the that is the point because when I listen to people, you know, I'm just going to just say Christians and and this I'm not when I talk about Christians, I'm not diminishing any other religion. I'm just really talking about with um, what I'm familiar with. And so, but the, the energy is the same. Quite often I hear people talk about what God has to do, what God is going to do in order for them to do what they should and need to do. And what I get from that is that they see God as outside of them that they have to go somewhere or or wait on something but you brought out the point that you see God as a partner so it so in other words it is okay for an individual to speak to his or her feelings definitely because we have the free will to choose the free will I, to decide I always tell people that God gave us these emotions for a reason if God didn't want you to experience them to speak to them then God would not have imparted them and we would be like animals well yeah but God gave us this for a particular reason I do have my theory on it okay what is your theory that God gave us these emotions so we can better know how we're being affected by somebody a situation a relationship he gives us those feelings so we can then determine how uh Determine how we're being affected, and and when we're conflicted, then we can go to God with those emotions. Like for example, I'm I'm feeling really frustrated at work. I'm I'm frustrated at work, and uh, and I'm I'm frustrated at work because of some of the things that are going on there. So and I really want I'm not sure what I should do, and then God begins to help me to see some other possibility that maybe I didn't even see. 
Why? Because maybe at that point I'm so overwhelmed with the frustration or the anger that I can't see it. So that is, our emotions are, uh, I call them barometers. Barometers. So we can better understand ourselves. And if necessary, not always, when we understand ourselves, then we can go to God. But sometimes, as I said before, when I do the self-reflection, I get it. God, because I've been working work with you for a while, I get it. I don't even have to talk to you about this one. I know the, the Bible says pray without ceasing, but I think sometimes we take that to the far extreme and we don't take the time to do the whole self-reflection and then we don't have the empowerment and then we, we develop crutches on, on other things. I think my, my mentor, uh, he said it to me. He broke the cycle of me when he would say, stop putting God in everything. And I'm saying, oh, man, this powerful man of God, why would he say that to me? But that's how I, at one point I spoke. And when I stopped doing that, I began to take more empower, more responsibility, accountability for my own stuff. And I felt more empowered by God then. And my partnership with God became even stronger. Wow. I, I think, again, that, that too is powerful because this discussion is really to, to bring to light with, 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 the, with my listeners that you can play a part in your success. Um, in other words, stop putting God in everything. But I don't say that, uh, you know, with the intention to put God down. What I'm saying is to, to become more self-aware, to become more self-empowered. Because I, I believe, you know, that many of us, and, and you let me know, Dr. Ken, what you think. I think we rely on God too much. Is that, is that fair to say or is that blasphemous? What is, what, I'm saying, I'm asking, I think we rely on God first. You just said that your own, your own mentor who is a, a, a pastor, um, said, stop putting God in everything. What do you think? Do we right. rely on God too much? Right. What he was telling me is you're not taking accountability for your, for what you're doing and what you're saying and you need to stop. God is with you. You're in partnership, but it starts with you. Own up to where you are. Own up to how you feel. Own up to where you where you're trying to go. Own it. Then if then you can go back. It kind of like a couple a uh, couple of seasons ago. I wasn't being called. I wanted to be on the on one of these shows for the another season, and and I didn't hear anything in, uh, from God. And I just said, God, I want to be on that show, please. And I just said, I don't care if it's in your will or way. God, this is what I want. Please, God, make. I kept putting it, putting that, uh, putting that forward, and. It never, it just didn't happen. So I said, well, God, I'm just going to go get ready. And God said, well, go ahead and get ready. I heard God say, just go ahead. So I painted everything. I got all new furniture. I even went on vacation. And when I came back, well, the, it was supposed to have been new painting, but the guys didn't do it. And I said, hey, why didn't you do it? Don't you know that these people are going to call me? And they called me the same day. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I wanted it, right? So I'm in partnership with God. And then God then made it happen. They only had two more weeks to film. And I, so I wasn't supposed to be on the show, but God heard me because I'm in partnership. Like I could have just been like, well, if it's going to happen, then God will make it happen. God is in control of all things. I don't have to do anything. I'll just wait. I know God got me. And I, but no, I didn't do that. I got my place pain. I, I, I spoke it. I got my I got my place uh, together. Got ordered the furniture, and even went away on vacation. And got my soul ready 
because I said I know it's going to happen. And, and because I'm in partnership with God and because I did the work, because faith without works is dead. So I had belief in God, but that I also had to do the work. And so the faith and then the works, then uh, God then blessed my effort. I think God just did it because we're in, we talk like that. He said, this, this guy thinks I'm really going to make this thing happen. He is really one. And he loved the fact that I was walking, that I was so empowered, that I was walking so much by faith, that I was believing, that I just believe that God uh, uh, just blessed me and said, I, I just love this guy. Look, he really thinks it's going to happen. Look at all this <laughs> stuff he's doing. <laughs> and then God then just made it happen. So, Again, it, it is God who made it happen, but I did my part. So there was a part I did, and there was a part that God did. We worked in partnership. Okay, let me ask you about the, the partnership with God in your discussions, in your dialogue, in your partnership. Because, you know, sometimes partners don't agree. They don't get along because they see, say, the business. They have different business ideas. They're in business together as partners, but sometimes one partner may want to expand and you know, another partner may feel that the business is doing fine in the community. So my question to you about not only your partnership in God, but this is a question for the audience's understanding. Do you ever, does, does, it, does it ever come a time where your thoughts, you know, your thought about what you should do, uh, with your life, with a situation, does does it ever come a time that you have a a different uh, opinion on what you should do other than God? Do do or is God because God is God that that God's word is final? Or can you say, you know, God, I know you're telling me to to go back and and apologize, but I feel differently, and I'm going to do something different. So. Do you ever find that there's not necessarily conflict, but that your ideas might not align with God's ideas as a partner in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit? And you're talking about the whole human flight. Every single human being goes through that on a regular basis. I, w I would like to say those probably who are, uh, I'm going to say mature in their faith, recognize I can still have this struggle and that I need to wait until I get the peace before I do anything. That's what maybe after going, maybe with having gone through this so many times going on, you know, you realize the consequences that could come thereof. So yes, it's, it's, it happens on a, on a regular basis, but I've learned to wait until I get that peace before I make the move. Uh, and some, the, sometimes the battling is good. Because what it what it can do is it it really just means there's parts that you need to really look at yourself. It might be some emotional stuff you need to look at. It might be some cognitive reflection you need to do. So the the back and forth is not always bad. In fact, it's it's a period in which you can really break through and go to another level if you really take the time to really go uh, go between the pros and the cons. It's in God do the self reflection. That usually means. In the spiritual world, that God is trying to bring, He's trying to tell you something and bring you to another level. So it's a good. If, so if you're experiencing that, if you're hearing me right now, and you experience, you're in a good place. That means God is there's something new that's about to break through in your life. But if if you just go to the left too quick, then you might miss on it. So if you're battling with that, hearing God versus what you, then stay with that. That's when that praying without ceasing really kicks in. That's when that 
praying and fasting really kicks in. That's when that meditation really kicks in. That's when reading the God, words God really kicks in. And when you go through that, and after a while, you're going to get that peace. And once you get that peace, like when I moved to D.C., now, I, I moved with some emotional stuff, but I had peace because God told me to do it. And once you have that peace and you follow it, or I have to, every moment thereafter, after I went to D.C., you know, God just continued to open more and more doors. I had no idea that I would even be sitting here after an ordained minister, seminary trained, two masters, a doctorate, and all the other things that have occurred in my life. I had no idea that that was a part of, going to be a part of my journey. Had I not listened at that very moment, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I would probably have been somewhere on the beach because that's all <laughs> I really wanted to do. Was <laughs> yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Okay, so so what, what what I'm what I'm getting from what you're saying then that it's okay for you to have your own thoughts. You know, for for you, like you said, to, to take responsibility, to be accountable to your own life and understand that you you that you don't always have to defer to God, so to speak, because part of what you do, part of what happens to us is we experience consequences based on our free will to choose. And in and, and doing that, sometimes we make poor decisions and then we have to suffer the consequences so it it is would you say it is a good thing and before you answer that i have to go to another commercial break but i just want the audience to understand your take on that that it is a good thing to to grapple with yourself too without feeling that you you're being less than a Christian less than what your religion calls for by by having your own thoughts, working through some of your own scenarios without saying, you know, God has to, to figure this out for me. Some things I can, you know, I need to deal with myself. But before you answer that, I have to take another commercial break. And we'll pick up on the other side of the break. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay, welcome back. So, Dr. Ken, I, I have to say, I think you're doing a great job of helping individuals understand that that you know they can have their self while they're in their journey with God and that they have to be accountable and responsible for what they do but they can as a partner in God as opposed to what I was saying earlier that you know I think for many people when they talk about God that they have to go somewhere or go outside of themselves to find the answers that God might 
um, provide for them. What I, what I what I wanted to ask you right now, I just want you to to um, maybe could you speak a little more about the idea of of being being a good self, being a good person emotionally, while also walking in or with God, whoever you may. You know, whatever your religious, I'm sorry, your religion is that how you can exist as a person while at the same time walking in your religion and not so much relying on the idea that I I have to go to God first, so to speak. You know, you understand what I'm asking that is it OK to be an individual while also walking, you know, with God? Yeah, to yourself be true. And what a, what a lot of people do do is they rely on God and it's supposed to really be in who they are. And so if I rely on God and I say, God, is somebody to do this or to, to, uh, to this or say that, and that's not really where you are, and that's not how you really feel and you haven't worked through those, you might do it for a moment, but it's going to all flip back on you a little bit later on. So God really wants us to come to, to be our authentic self. If I do not like whatever, it's okay. If being around certain types of people make me or uh, irritate me, that's okay to own it. Uh, yeah, I know the Bible says to live at peace with, with all with all person, but if they're being around them is irritating me right now, I need to deal with that first and work through it. So I can then get to that peace. But if I act like I'm at peace with you and I'm not, because that's what the word of God says, and I'm acting like that, and I'm not at peace, then I'm being phony, and it's going to come out another way. And then I lose myself, and a lot of people do that. They lose themselves. They stay in marriages because they have the wrong perceptions of marriages. They they stay in relationship because they hear uh, preachers or they misunderstand the word of God, and they deny themselves. They push it down. So it's really imperative that one, be really in touch with their emotions and be honest about how you feel. I always say, whatever you feel, whatever you feel, it's okay. Own it. And then be, and begin the process of figuring out why are you feeling that way and what you really want. And that's kind of like what I do. And, that, and at that point, because I have come to myself or I'm coming to myself, then I can come to my partner and say, this is what I'm really going through. Oh, oh, God already knows. But we're having a conversation. This is what I'm really going through. And then the two of us could then wrestle, you know, talk about it together. And God will more than likely tell me something that I've already told myself. That's a little trick right there. Mm-hmm. But God would then affirm, yes, that's what you need to do. And that peace will come upon me. Okay. We're about to wrap up the show. But before we close out, I'd like Dr. Ken to share with the audience um, his thoughts or ideas. How how can we, as individuals, be, become a better self? You know, how do we um, become emotionally fit so that um, we feel good from the inside out? That's that's the first part of the question, and then the second part. I would like Dr. Ken to speak to how do you. Find God in, in, in the sense that you can have a partnership with God. Do you need to go to church to find God, or can you find God, you know, without going to church? That's that's an additional question, but the two questions that I'm asking right now is, 
can you just speak briefly about how how can an individual man, woman, whoever you are, become better, you know, emotionally? And then how do they find God and so that they can have a partnership with God? All right. What I like to do with uh, with persons, and I find that whether it be uh, whatever uh, form of level of education, all the way up to, to doctors, a lot of people are just not, they're not emotionally intelligent. They don't get it. And I, I, several doctors said, I never, these are medical doctors, I never realized how important emotions were. So a lot of people are really kind of disconnected and they don't have the emotional intelligence. So, so if you're in that place where you're trying to figure that out, what I always tell people to do is is download, print out a feeling list. A feeling list. A feeling list is a list of various emotions. And when you have the and once you have that throughout the day, just ask yourself, how am I feeling? Uh, and then you go through the you know, you go through the list, you'd be like, Oh, I'm feeling irritated. I'm feeling annoyed. Kind of go through it. And when you get the right emotion, something inside of you clicks. It resonates. And and you become more aware how that particular emotion feels. It's kind of like, okay, it's annoying. I said, I'm um, feeling, um, like it was a couple of months ago. I was going through something. I didn't realize what it was. Now, I, of course, I got the, I have the feeling list in my head. And as I was going through it, I was like, I'm feeling, what am I feeling? Am I sad? I'm not sad. I'm not frustrated. I'm not angry. I'm feeling, what is this I'm feeling? I'm feeling anxieties. What? I mean, I have anxieties. Oh my God, I really do. Now, had I not gone through the list, I wouldn't have realized that it was. And I was, oh my God, this really is anxieties. Then I was like, why? Why am I feeling this way? And then as I and I explored it, that's why I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this every time I come in touch with this experience. So then after that, I was like, what do I need to do? Because I don't want to feel this way. And then I was able to figure out what I need to do next. And then I went to God with that. And, oh, and then God God did stuff that was unimaginable to me. Mm-hmm. Like I did my piece, but then God did a twist in there that took it to a whole nother level. But it really started with me really just, how am I feeling? And I tell you, I've never felt the anxiety. I mean, Never like that. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's the answer to the first question. And your second question was? The second question is, how does one, after they learn how to address their emotions and what I call become emotionally fit, how does one create a partnership with God? You just uh, start spending time with God. It's quiet time. You don't necessarily have to be in the church building. Of course, as you know, uh, <laughs> the pandemic has proven that too. Many of us who haven't been in church in, in over 18, I mean, God is everywhere. Wherever you are, God is. You just have to take the time to not just speak to God, but take some time to listen. I think one of the better ways to do it is to is pray and then go into a period of meditation. Now, that could be with soft music or that could be in the stillness. And just allow yourself. I, I assure you, if you're listening to me, and you can say, God, I need to hear from you. Take some time to speak to God, just like I did when I was stuck. And God told me to move to the very place I never wanted to move to, and I moved. And I have to tell you, I, listened, I, I had that conversation, I moved, and the very thing that God said he would do 
which was I have something for you. I finally got it. It took me years. I was been waiting for it to get it. I didn't know when it was going to come. <laughs> but I finally got that very thing that he told me that he had for me. And with that very thing, he said, you can go anywhere in the world, and I'll always take care of you. Had I not taken the time to get on my knees and have that conversation with God, I would not have what we what the abundant life, really, that I have now. I wouldn't have all the things that God, but I took the time to really. So you need to slow down, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what it is, and begin to spend some quality time. Just like you spend with your lady friend or your male friend, spend quality time. Don't rush it. And if you do so, and you have an ear to hear, you believe that God is going to speak to God will speak to you and speak to your situation. Wow. So, with that said, I want to thank my very special guest, Dr. Ken, for lending himself to the show today and providing his powerful perspectives on the subject of why should we put God first? Also, I want to thank my audience for tuning in. And as we continue to move forward, this is podcast number two. We, I have some great show ideas and topics planned for us in the future. Please follow my podcast on Apple, Spotify, LinkedIn, Facebook. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you, you were able to come away from this show today with a better understanding of your your partnership with God and that you don't have to go down the street or up the steps looking for God. God is in you. I think that's the point that Dr. Ken was was making and he made it very well. I want to thank you again for listening to Station B.O.B. where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. Until we meet again. I'll talk to you later. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com see my website relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling consulting and educational programs related to life love and work finally in the words of the late great reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. if I can help somebody as I pass along if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved. <laughs>